Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hey, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. This is episode 154. I'm Sanjay Parikh. And I'm Adam Walker. And as a reminder, you can hang out with us even more than you do now by becoming a Patreon member and hanging out on Discord. A new person joined this week. We've had some chats. It's been great. So uh, join up. It's going to be fun. I, I like how you assume they want to hang out with us more than just once a week. Yeah, listen, there's nobody listening to this podcast that does not want to spend more time with us. Obviously, that is always 100% <laughs> of the time the case. Are, so. have, we, have we surveyed the audience to make sure that they aren't listening for the wrong no, no, reasons? Listen, I'm like, I'm like Apple, okay? I will tell you what you want and when you want it, okay? I don't need a survey of the audience. That's how <laughs> Apple does things. That's how I do things. I'll let you know when you want to listen. Was that, was that pioneered you, by like TiVo? Like you yeah. watch one show and they tell you all the other shows yeah. you want to watch, but they're yeah. They're not actually the shows you want to watch. Exactly. No, wait, no, but I'm, I'm obviously going to be accurate. I mean, that's just oh, okay. always the okay. case. So, so you're, you're like the Netflix one, right? I've, I found the Netflix recommendations are really accurate. Are they? Yeah, I, I actually I, I would find, and I like how Netflix gives you like that percentage, you know, like, well, that's what I'm know, talking like, about. Like, yeah. One time I watched a movie that it said I was 70 something percent likely. And I was like, no, no, yeah. I'm going to like this. And I got like 20 minutes into it. I'm like, I hate this. You yeah. are right, Netflix. So now yeah. I don't watch anything that's less than 90%. If it's less than 90%, doesn't matter how good it looks, I am not watching it. Netflix recommendation engine is legit. Uh, I would <laughs> I would agree with you on that. All right, listen, look, we got we to gotta get started. So in this episode, we're going to talk about not Netflix, but Peacock. We're going to talk about the CIA's new tech recruiting pitch. We got to talk a lot about Google. Greenlight, local, shout out there. Pretty excited about that story. Also, uh, California ban on, on gas cars, which I think is actually pretty cool. Ring's latest terrifying thing that Sanjay's going to hate. I can tell you that right now. Plus, we got Weird and Wacky. And, of course, we got Tech Rex coming at you at the end. So, let's dive in. Peacock launches on Roku across the U.S. And my question is, how was it not already on Roku? I mean, what in the world? Come on, man. I, I, so, I tagged this. And my line to say about this is, finally... Our ni national nightmare is over. <laughs> I have been wanting to watch Peacock for so long because there's one show on Peacock. And I was like, I am not what watching show? on my computer or my phone. The show is AP Bio. Um, okay. Did you watch AP Bio? No. Have you watched it before? Mm. So no. two seasons were broadcast on regular uh, NBC. And then the third season they just put out on Peacock. And I, I was so excited about it. And I started watching it. And the first episode of the se third season I watched. And then the rest of them you have to pay for. And I'm not going to pay for it yeah. because yeah. I have so many streaming subscriptions for TV that I refuse yeah. to pay. Like if there was an extra dollar I had to pay for Hulu to get Peacock, I'd probably do that. But a right. whole separate thing. No, I'm not yeah, doing I, it. I'm, I'm really not, annoyed I, about it because I love AP bio and I want to watch the rest of the series, but I am not doing it. So you want to know when Peacock is going to get me as a customer? When's that? Here, here's when. At some point in the relatively near future, the office will be removed from Netflix <laughs> and it will only be available on Peacock. Yep. And there will come a point about two years from now when I haven't, when, when my wife and I have not watched the offices in its entirety for a while 
and we're going to want to watch it again. And that is when I will subscribe to Peacock. It'll be two years from now. I can almost guarantee it. So, so let me ask you this. Why not just go ahead and buy? I'm assuming they have it on DVD. Why not just buy it on DVD? I'm, I'm sorry. What is this DVD of which you speak? <laughs> I'm, I'm unfamiliar with that. Do you what not this know this technology? One? This is a very old technology from the <laughs> 1990s. Uh, that was uh, invented okay. to be able to share video with people right. through a physical medium. Speaking yeah. of which, there was a great uh, meme that I saw that was like this very this elderly person talking uh -huh. to a younger person that said, "I remember when Netflix sent you movies in the mail." You know, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> a fair point. That's yeah. a fair point. So, I, it's right, it's funny. I remember that too. I re I used to have tons of those envelopes. Yeah. Yeah, I was a That's how I started too. All right, well, moving on. I think on, you can still on. do that, by the way, too. You can still get Netflix movies in the mail. I. I don't want to, but that is great. Uh, yeah. That's good for somebody. All yeah. right. So uh, speaking of good for somebody, CIA's new tech recruiting pitch, more patents, more profits. Uh, Sanjay, give us the lowdown and tell us how you feel about this. Yeah. So they um, have realized that they are losing out on talent to, they always say Silicon Valley, but it's like, They're, dude. Just to entrepreneurs in general. They're losing out to losing on talent to people that want to yeah. make money. It's not like all the companies are just in Silicon Valley. These yeah. It's one of those things that just irritates me. But anyways, they're, uh, the CIA is starting up CIA Labs. If you don't know, CIA has actually in the past had, and still does, a venture arm called Incutel, um, where they're a regular venture investor, and they would invest in technologies that might help out the agency. But now they've started the CIA Labs as a way of hopefully um, keeping talent from leaving when they have ideas and things that they want to build. And so... Uh, you can get up to, I think it was 15% of the revenue of any kind of technology that is commercialized up wow. to $150,000. Um, so they're capping it, uh, which the cap is kind of low. It's it like, does like seem if you're very going, if low. Because you, if you're going to, if you're a tech entrepreneur, you want to make a lot more than $150,000 off of whatever you invent. Like, right. so it feels like they're going in the right direction, but that cap is like it, they should 10x that cap and then it might become interesting, right? Right, exactly. They're, they're, they're basically saying like, hey, we want you to stay and invent things like dodgeball, but don't stay and invent things like Google, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. We, we want the small inventions only, uh, not the things that will, will change everything. Right, yeah, it seems a little short-sighted to me. And I mean, you know, if the CIA is known for anything, I don't, think it's known for being short-sighted so this is a little surprising but then I, again, what I, do I suspect know? this is maybe related to kind of rules and laws and I, yeah. I don't know you know you probably don't want somebody in the government making like 10 million dollars a year um, and the most that anybody else can make based on their GS schedules is like you know two or three hundred thousand dollars a year I feel like, like there's probably somebody in the government that's already making ten million dollars a year, and we just don't know about it yet. But I'm just saying, like that's just. A, you think you think there's somebody making that much? I mean, legitimately, I they, like oh no, oh 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 oh, 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 that's different. Yeah, legitimately, I mean, not, is that I'm not talking insider trading when you're a member of Congress or something like that. I'm talking oh, like it. the paycheck from the U.S. Treasury. Got it. Of ten million, I, I, I don't got think it. anybody's doing that. I would hope. I don't know. Something that uh, somebody is doing is uh, Google is launching a work tracking tool. Uh, and an Airtable rival. So we've talked about Airtable before. Uh, this Lots product is, uh, yeah, and I love Airtable. And I think you do too. Um, this is a product from Google called Tables uh, coming out of a, like a development arm called Area 120, which I don't think I really even knew about. 
Um, and so I took a look at this. I don't know if you've looked at this, Adam, but it looks like Airtable, but it yeah. doesn't look exactly like it. So to me, it was a little hard to understand how to use it exactly. Um, there is a paid version of it, too. Uh, if you want to, it's like $10 a month per user. So like the pricing plan is almost identical to Airtable. But in the show notes, I've got something else tagged. Another website you should check out, which is killedbygoogle.com. This is a directory of all the things that Google has killed after they've introduced it. And it'll tell you how long it was alive and how long it's been dead. And so if I were you listener and you're using Airtable and you're thinking like, oh, maybe I should use the Google one because I use Google for all the other stuff. Maybe you shouldn't do that. I'm not saying that Airtable is going to be around forever either, but I don't know. But Google it's more likely to stick around than Google's version of it, right? Yeah, like that's they just the have a high propensity of introducing things and then just killing them all, or just never doing anything with them ever again. Like FeedBurner, I think is still around. Yeah. But it looks like it's still from like the 1970s. Oh man, it is. It is painful. It is painful to look at the user interface now. It's unbelievable now. And yeah. you know, it's crazy because. They could have amped this up and done things. I'm, I just opened it up and they up. Yeah, it looks the same. Um, they could have amped this up and used it for like podcasts and things like that and done some really cool, great stuff and help people yeah. like if, if they wanted to make money, inject ads into the RSS feeds, like do all kinds of things. And they haven't done anything with it. And it's painful. nothing. Nothing. Yeah. All right. Listen, speaking of Google and um, I guess pain, uh, Google <laughs> is pulling the plug on paid Chrome extensions over the next year. I I don't really know what to think about this. Did you know that there were paid extensions? Yeah. Well, actually, now that you mention it, no, I guess I really didn't. See, uh, that's I mean, the, that was actually my first reaction when I saw this. I was like, wait, there's paid extensions on on Chrome? Yeah. I, I mean, I I guess I always assumed that there were because people can create extensions. It's a plat. It's it's a there's a platform, and you know maybe they did extra stuff, but. I've never actually tried to use an extension that was paid. So it's, it's never actually really occurred to me, honestly. So, so to me that, that like makes it, it's a, if it's an extension of a service that exists and I pay the service directly and the, the, right. the extension makes the service easier to use, I get it. This made it sound like this was like a, a an extension that you installed and that you had to pay for just to install. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And well, it might be, I wonder if it's like, oh, so I wonder what they're doing with like add-ons. So like, like great example is uh, there's an add-on for Google sheets that I use. And I think you pay like $30 for the lifetime of it and it will split names. So it'll split, you know, between first name, last name, and it'll, it'll do all. And now there's other ways to do that in Google sheets as well. They're, they're honestly probably just as easy, but I paid for this a long time ago. Uh, and it, it works fine, you know, but maybe they, I wonder if they're considering that a paid extension as well. I, I, um, I think that is, I think that okay. sounds like what it would be a paid. So you've done it and <laughs> not realized you paid for an extension. Yeah. I mean, it was a long time ago, but see, right. I not, but now that I think about it, maybe that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so they're killing it, I guess, to make it a fully free ecosystem and, and everything becomes a part of a larger uh, software that you're already paying for, maybe? I guess so, yeah. It, it, hmm. Maybe it's just something that they're like, you know, we don't really, we only make tens of millions of dollars on this thing. It doesn't really make sense to keep maintaining. Let's just kill that off because we've got our billions over here that we're making every year. Those tens of millions are a drop in the bucket. You know, it's yeah. I, I find it so funny. I, I talk to people all the time and they're doing things or whatever. And, and VCs are like this a lot of times. They're like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense for us to, to invest in this company because we'd probably only make, you know, 20 or $30 million on that. And that doesn't really move the needle because our, our fund is so big. And I, you know, the economies of scale of that, like I get it. But it's just the nonchalantness of saying, like, you know, we would only make twenty or thirty million dollars. Well, I mean, you and I both know 
people that are in that space that, I mean, have said that to friends of ours, honestly, yeah. too. Like, that have, our friends of ours have pitched other friends that are VCs and like, ah, I think that can only scale up to 100 million. I'm not interested. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did you just say? <laughs> you're not interested if it can scale to 100 million? Like, your threshold is above that? Like, I'm yeah. sorry. My threshold is like, can I make more than 100,000? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, can I make more than $100,000? Can I but cover that, the rent check this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know? even that to, to some people would be crazy, right? So, I mean, I, I yeah. get it. You know, I get it. Yeah, so. yeah. It's all based on where you're at. But, uh, you know, part of it is like, why don't you invest in that? And if that money means nothing to you, like, give it away. Like, donate yeah, it. And, invest in it. Make $20 million and give it to somebody. I'm all yeah, for that. I got make, a good nonprofit that can use that money. So, exactly. All right, listen. So. Speaking of making money, it's time for us to not make any on this ad break. All right. Welcome back. So, listen. Uh, this next article is great so for so many reasons okay so number and one we were just talking about people making money or not making money talk about dude, man dude. making bank money this is great number one so i know these guys uh, i know i know the guys that founded uh found so so I'll, let me read it and then i'll, then I'll start so <laughs> green light now valued at 1.2 billion following a 21 million dollar series c so number one uh, i've met these guys i know these guys they're it, it, they're good guys they're good people they're based in atlanta their product what, what, is, the product is fantastic. I've used this product for years. So Greenlight is basically a prepaid debit card that you manage the funds for through an app on your phone. And so I've got prepaid debit cards for all my kids and I can add money to their card on the fly anytime I want to. They can request money for various things. It is fantastic. I didn't realize that you had this for all your kids. I, I know we talked about this a long time ago. I think you've recommended it uh, mm -hmm. on some show or another of, of Tech Talk, y'all. Uh, yeah. But I didn't realize that you'd gotten it for, for all the kids at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they all use it. They've all got it. They've all got, like, their little accounts. I use it to basically manage their money for them. So, like, so like great, great example is it's, it's a holiday, and people love to give my kids cash Yep. for a holiday because they realize that we don't want toys and we don't want toys. That's true. Right. We're, we're all, we got it. We got enough toys. So they give them cash. But the problem is the kids are not responsible with cash. Like they yep. don't take that cash. It's going to be lost. Like literally just gone. Like poof, like 15 minutes later, where's the cash that, that grandma gave you? I don't know. It's just gone. Right. So <laughs> instead they are now trained to bring the cash to dad. And uh -huh. it goes in my pocket and I add it to their account. And they frequently will ask me like, hey, dad, what's on my account? And my kids have saved up some serious cash on their green lights account. Like 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 more than one of them has more than 500 bucks just sitting there, like just uh -huh. hanging out, doing nothing. And, and, and was that saving for their part intentional or is it just because they don't see the money and so they don't think about it and they don't spend it? I think a little bit of both. Uh, yeah. So a, a lot of it is intentional. Um, a lot of it is that they just don't have anything to, like my nine year old, like there's literally nothing that he wants to buy. Like he just doesn't care. <laughs> and so like it just accumulates cause he's like, I, he just doesn't care about buying anything. You yeah, know, that's now, good. other of my kids, they love to buy, they love to buy stuff. Like I got, I got a teenager and she, I'll see a, I'll see a charge on green. And, and when they spend money, it pops up on the app too, which is great. Uh -huh. And I'll see a charge. It's like Chick-fil-A. She's getting Chick-fil-A delivered to the house, man. Like, she, <laughs> like oh my gosh. So Crazy. wait a minute, are you not feeding these kids? What's going on Listen, here? They're just picky about the food that they get. That's all I'm trying to say. I give, I give them food. I give them food. So, 
Anyway, but no, this is great, man. Greenlight's a great company. It's a great yeah. product. You know, I love that they're a unicorn. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Exactly. It's another unicorn in Atlanta. And and I think this, uh, you know, let me get my, on my soapbox a little bit. Yeah, do this it. This is do one it. of the challenges that we have here in Atlanta is that people don't recognize all the great stuff that we have and all the great companies that we have. This is not the new, you know, the only unicorn that we have. I mean, you know, we can start going down the list, right? You have MailChimp. Right. You have a cabbage, which just recently got bought. Um, yep. You've got these guys. You've got Pindrop. You've got Ionic. I mean, there are so many companies that have been founded in the last 10 to 12 to 14, 15 years that started from nothing that are now billion plus dollar yep. companies. And not just yep. companies that are single billion, like MailChimp is a multi-billion dollar company. Um, yep. And they've been around about, about only 20 years, right? In yep. relative yeah, exactly. time frame, that's not that long. Exactly. And so, you know, I think we need to do a better job. Um, we not being just necessarily you and me, Adam, but we as in people that are here in Atlanta to talk about the great successes and companies that are here. And if you're not yeah. in Atlanta, um, we would love for you to talk about Atlanta companies. But I think the same is probably true of a lot of you that are in other oh, cities. Yeah. yeah, there's some um, crazy stuff going on everywhere. for yeah, sure. And, yeah. And you should think about how can you help promote the great stuff that's going on in your cities and your communities because the world should know about it, right? Yeah. Like they yeah. shouldn't know nothing about wherever you live and just think uh, about it in one kind of uh, spectrum. They should yeah. know about all the great stuff that's happening uh, in those cities too. Speaking of great stuff that's happening. Yep. Great stuff that's happening out in California. Uh, Gavin Newsom, the, Cal uh, the governor of California, is banning new gas cars being sold in California starting in 2035. So they have to go all in all electric now this yeah. i think is fantastic because honestly california ends up leading the nation and the things that they do in terms of rules start kind of trickling through and applying to the entire rest of the nation yep i gotta tell you like we i've got a i've got a plug-in uh hybrid vehicle and nowadays with the pandemic i don't drive that much and a lot of days when I do end up driving, it's like short stints around nearby. I'm only going on electricity. And it's like, I think it's been about four weeks now since I filled up my tank in my car. And that is kind of awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about this. I mean, I love the idea of electric vehicles for so many reasons. The practicality, the, the money savings. Um, I mean, the, the environmental uh, <laughs> savings. There, I mean, there's just so many reasons that this is a good thing. What, you have a problem with not being able to breathe? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I like breathing. Breathing yeah. is good, you know. Um, <laughs> and, and and on top of that, I mean, it it's gonna help to help to reduce our reliance on oil, which which helps in, in so many different ways, economically, yep. environmentally. Um, and then, I mean, the car companies they're already moving in this direction anyway. I mean, Ford applauded this. Like, I mean, they're like they're already going down this path. And I think really, in a lot of ways, Tesla sort of forced us down this path. And, and I love it. I think this is great. I think it's great for everybody. It's a win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this honestly, this could have been done a long time ago, but yeah. uh, I, I think you've got to give props to uh, Elon Musk and Tesla for really kind of forcing it and, and making consumers realize like, you know what, there is a, a better kind of vehicle out there. And I think they did yep. the job that they did, not by touting the fact that it's an electric vehicle, but by changing the experience inside of the vehicle. Oh, and then, man. oh, yeah. by the way, now you don't have to go to the grimy gas stations either, right? Yeah. Um, not yeah. saying that all gas stations are grimy, but they no, do. No, man, but there's some, there's some wacky grimy. ones. I stopped yeah. at one the other night, and it was like, 
looking around, looking over my shoulder, like just hoping I make it out, you know. So <laughs> just, just saying. So yeah, listen, I mean, it just end up being dirty and everything. So speaking of hoping you make it out, Ring's latest security camera is a drone that flies around inside your house. So I tagged this specifically to ask you the question: Are you going to get this, Adam? Well, number one, I, d- I don't use Ring. Uh, so, oh, so that, you don't that's use Ring. Thing. I thought you did use no, Ring. No, I use Nest. I use Nest stuff. Oh, uh, you use Nest. Um, well, there, I'm sure se- there'll be a Nest one, too. So yeah, when, second, when the Nest one comes out, will you get that? It, on the one hand, this terrifies me, right? Because I, <laughs> because you don't have control over where this thing's flying. And, and you know, what What if it flies in the bathroom, right? When you're using the bath, Like, like th- there's that. I mean, now, in, now, granted, in the article, it talked about how you can control. You can, you can give it a map of where you want it to go, blah, 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 blah. And that, I will say that is a little bit interesting from the perspective of this, right? So there are times where I'm like, what are my kids doing right now? I'm I'm busy. I'm doing something. What are my kids doing? I kind of like the idea of being able to like queue up a a, a inside drone that flies and finds the kids and show like, it's kind of an interesting idea. On the other hand, it it still feels a little terrifying to me. I'm not going to, it feels very Skynet-ish to me, right? Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very torn. I know you hate this, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely not. And, and there's, there's a couple of things with this. So um, first of all, I think they did a really good job in design. So when it's docked on the station, the camera is hidden. So it can't mm-hmm. be usurped and, and used to spy on you or anything else like that if it right. gets hacked. Right. Um, and then they say like it's audible, right? When it's flying around, you can hear it, so you know yep. that it's flying around. But really, it's meant for when you're not home to be right. able to check out if something happens or whatever. The thing I don't like is like a lot of us have motion uh, detectors inside of the house, so when we're not yeah. home, yeah. and so I imagine that this thing would probably set that off. Oh, and for so sure. Then like. It okay. invalidates the whole motion detector idea, really. Right, exactly. Unless, so, unless, unless you're using a ring system, if there's like a ring security system, right. then the motion detectors would know that ring is flying at that time, or they do some kind of integration with other systems. That's the only way it would work. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm not really a fan of this. I, I worry, like you, like what if it does start flying when there's somebody there and it like knocks into somebody and hurts somebody? Or what if something happens while you're not home yeah. and it goes crashing into your TV and <laughs> busts it? Or what if it, or what if it hits the fan? You know, like it hits the ceiling <laughs> fan. Like, like, like whose fault is that? You know, at that point, right? right? Yeah, it goes careening and then knocks over your propane yeah. heater and the whole house catches on fire. Like, is yeah. Ring paying for that? I, I don't know. And and That's Ring a, is Amazon, so they have a lot of money. So I what, what I see coming up is some kind of lawsuit because of this thing going haywire in somebody's house. Oh, I think that's inevitable. But yeah. I mean, but I, but I think uh, honestly, Amazon releases a product and goes, uh, "Yeah, we think we'll get several X number of lawsuits from this." Oh, good, we can do that. Let's go. You know, like <laughs> I mean, like there that's, comes a point where you just go, "Ah, oh, okay, it's less than if it's less than a hundred lawsuits, oh, no brainer." You know, yeah, that's a that's a write off. That's yeah, uh, I mean, there, we're, there we're you good. go. We're good. All right. So speaking of uh, of Amazon and and I guess potential lawsuits, right? So so this was fascinating. Um, so earlier this week there was an article that I tagged. And it was about Amazon's Prime bike. It's a $500 competitive bike. It's going to compete with Peloton, blah, 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 blah. And then the next day, it's like, no, that wasn't real. Uh, Amazon removes the $500 Prime bike and says it has nothing to do with the Peloton knockoff. So this was from a, a different fitness company. And for whatever reason, they had released this bike. I think they even put it on Amazon. And they claimed they were partnering with Amazon for it. Like, what in the world? Like, did they did did maybe maybe the deal wasn't finished or something and they just they 
they jump started it and then Amazon freaked. Like what in the, what what's the backstory yeah. here? So they apparently have it on sale on on Walmart as well. But it's like this move to me feels like breaking into somebody's house and then just hanging out until they get home and say, no, no, you invited me here. Yeah, you know? it, like, it, that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. I mean, maybe it's a PR move. Like maybe it's like, hey, we got to move these bikes. What insane thing can we do to get lots of coverage? You know, like maybe it's that. But I think that yeah. insane thing is going to come along with a lawsuit, most likely, from right. one of the largest companies in the world. It's not the largest. Seems like a bad idea to me. Yeah. Maybe they're banking on them having too many uh, lawsuits with the ring flying camera and they'll be yeah. busy with that and they won't worry about uh, suing the well, prime bike people. And I'll tell you what was fascinating, though, is uh, Peloton stock took a hit when this article came out, like like oh, a really? big dip. Yeah, because I mean, because I think there is this idea that because Peloton's kind of alone in the market, there's not a, a low end competitor that's that's really crushing it. And there's an opportunity there for somebody to come in on the low end and and try to you know steal some customers along i mean it, it, it makes sense because um if you're a shareholder you're going to be scared if amazon's muscling into your category oh any um, yeah of course right because then, they they could just spend money but then my first thought was who in their right mind would ever buy that type of product from amazon like <laughs> <laughs> like they're like listen the amazon fire tablets are so poorly done and the user experience is so bad like why would anyone ever buy that type of consumer electronic from amazon like i i can't imagine why anyone ever would i mean just just to be very honest like, like I, it is especially after we're just like a week or two from uh, the Amazon basic cables catching fire and, and doing all that stuff. Like I, I, I just, I can't, I can't I, even, I, I can't know, even, this... I can't even. So yeah, I'm just saying, all right, listen, it's time for weird and wacky time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman. Oh, not an <laughs> One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. So first up, we've got a man redesigning his iPhone home screen in the style of MS Paint. I don't really understand what is happening, okay, let, let but I got to tell you that I actually saw somebody else's home screen redesigned with the founders of each one of the company's uh, logos as as the icon. Like, like with everything that's going on right now that people are spending time doing this is like, I don't, I don't really understand okay. what's happening. So a couple things with the, with the iOS 14 update, you can now replace the icons for apps on your phone if you want to. So there, there's this, there's this huge rush to like customize these apps, like case in point, one of my kids spent hours and hours and hours using various sets of apps to make the different logos that she uses monochromatic. So she has like a blue screen and all the apps are blue on that screen. Then she swipes over and there's like an orange screen and all the apps are orange. I mean, it's it like hours and hours and hours. But this guy, he was like, you know, you guys spend all this time making these things look good. Now I can control them. I'm going to make them look bad. And he... And well, he like hand, he like hand draws the the snap you know logo. Yeah. I mean it's so great. It's so well done. It's I hilarious. think I think bad might be over uh, overstating it a little bit. It's oh, maybe it's, maybe it's a different aesthetic. It's a, it's, it's amusing a, and an aesthetic of years gone by. Yeah, it's amusing. in a new technology yeah. product. Yeah, it's amusing. So I I, th I thought that was great. I I, I enjoyed it. So speaking of <laughs> things that I I enjoyed. Uh, Star Wars, Mark Hamill, Star Trek's Patrick Stewart face off in Uber Eats commercial. This was 
I mean, honestly, pretty epic, right? Like, yeah. like it starts off with Mark Hamill. I guess he's got like a baseball bat, and then Pat, <laughs> and then Patrick Stewart comes off there. Obviously, are incredulous, you know, like towards one another. And and, and he's it, got a he's British, so he's got a cricket bat. Yeah, and he's got a cricket bat, and then like Uber Eats ends up delivering. So, but but really, here's my question, Sanjay: Who's gonna win that fight? Yeah, that's a good question. I I think it would be uh, Luke Skywalker. Um, really? Mark Hamill. Because, I mean, if you think about it, uh, Jean-Luc Picard, he basically mostly just sat on the bridge telling yeah. people what to do. It's like, he never point, really man. got into it, right? Yeah. Whereas Luke Skywalker actually wielded his lightsaber and, like, did business. But see, listen. Listen, here's my counter to that, okay? This is it, right? So, so obviously, Mark Hamill's younger. I feel like Patrick Stewart would fight dirty, man. Like, I just, I feel like he would just do something... And just like, cause he was like, cause that's Sean Luke Picard, man. Like he would always come up with this crazy, like around the, <laughs> around the corner. Like how did he, how did he work that out? Like, I don't even, like he would find some weird, crazy way yeah. to just knock him out. Like he's done. Like I, I just, I see, I don't know how it happens, but yeah. I think Patrick Stewart's got to win. I, that, I, that yeah, I could see that. Like if yeah. it was, if it was, I'd give him more credit if it was like John Luke Picard and Worf. Uh, yeah. Okay. Against, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. like you would just tell Worf to like, you know, take care yeah. of this. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, that, that it is what it is, right? So, I wonder how many uh, of our it, listeners we lost there because they're like, who the, who the heck is Worf? Listen, remind me at the end. I'll save this for the end of the show. Remind me to tell the story uh, semi-related to Patrick Stewart, Sir Ian McKellen. Remind me to tell that story. I think I, think I might have told you that story before, but remind me to tell that story at the okay. end of the show. Okay. As we're, as after, we, after, we, after the credits. So. Okay. All okay. right. So, listen, we got to move on to Tech Rex. Sanjay, what tech rec do you have for us today? So I have been uh, looking for a while for something to help me manage like all the people I know and make sure I stay in touch and all that stuff. You yeah, know, we've tried through... several ones before, right? Yeah. Maybe we talked about different ones. Yeah. Yeah. And so I am actually going to retry. I don't know if I've talked about it before on the show. I, I couldn't find it that I mentioned it, but... There's a, an app called Monica HQ. Um, okay. It's a MonicaHQ.com. I think it's just called Monica, but the URL is Monica HQ. Um, and uh, it's pretty straightforward. If you want to pay for it, uh, if you want to do more than 10 contacts, which, you know, if you're actually using it, it's going to be more than 10 contacts. Um, mm -hmm. It's nine bucks a month or like $100 a year, something to that effect. Or it's open source and you can install it on your own machine and do it for free. Uh, so I'm actually going to try that out uh, and see if nice. I can get this all working um, because part of it is, is uh, you know, I don't mind spending a hundred bucks a year. It's really the data. Like, I don't know yeah. that I want to have all that data and, and they've actually done, it's progressed in the last year or two. They've done a lot where you can have interconnected contacts. You can track things like birthdays and, and anniversaries and all that stuff, have notes in there, have when you talk to this person last and all of these things. Nice. And so, you know, I know a lot of people, but I don't think yeah, I do, do a really good job of keeping in touch with a lot of those people. Like the amount of people I keep in touch with is probably a handful. It's probably like a dozen or two really yep. Um, yep. because those are folks that I'm involved with somehow in some project or something like that. And right. then, you know, it'll be like nine months, 12 months. And it'll be like, I haven't talked to this person in like a year. Yeah. Um, and I feel bad about that. And it yeah. shouldn't be like that. So um, especially nowadays with us all home with a pandemic, like we should be better of reaching out and, and talking to folks. So I'm yeah. going to give it a shot. MonicaHQ.com. Uh, uh, if you're looking for a personal 
contact manager to help you manage all that stuff take a look at it it is not built for sales it is not built for like business it is meant for people and humans which is what i've been looking for so hopefully love it works so nice what about you adam what do you got so i'm gonna recommend quizlet so my, my kids use Quizlet for a lot of their school stuff. Uh, it's a good like like flashcard, you know, rememorize, relearn, reminder sort of sort of software. You can create your own flashcards. You can search the community for flashcards. I'm using it to learn Mandarin vocabulary, um, which is uh, super fun. So did, did um, you make I, the flashcards or, did, or was there already? So one I did. I did. Use? I did two. I started with a Mandarin tutor last week, and uh, she ended up giving me like 44 terms during our first session. So I made cards with those, but those the, the downside of those is there was no audio to them. Okay. And in Mandarin, I mean, the tone tone is everything. I mean, yep. it's, you know, it's it's like like you can say something like so say say my is to buy and my is to sell, right? But it's the, it's the <laughs> same word, just different intonation. So yep. um so all all that say is uh, I also found a set that had audio included, which has been great. And so I've been learning those words, and those were all still very basic words, which has been helpful. So um, it's it's been it's been great. So uh, yeah. yeah, Quizlet. If you need to memorize anything, so it's a great product. Or, great app. or if you need to help your kids memorize anything and they don't already know about it, that's it. That's check it. it out. All right, Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? They can find me on Twitter at Sanjay S A N J A Y or SanjayParik.com. What about you, Adam? Find me on my website, AdamJWalker.com. Same as always. It's got all the links. Okay, all right, so, so what, what, what's the story? The I, I story. story. I, 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 I think I've told you this before, but I don't think I've ever told our listeners. If any listeners have stayed on, uh, I'll, I'll give you the story. So um, a couple years ago, I was going to London, and a buddy of mine before I went, he's like, listen, if you go to London, you got to go to this pub on Monday night. And if you go there on Monday night, they have trivia, and it is hosted by Sir Ian McKellen. So Sir Ian McKellen being Gandalf from Lord of the Rings, being... Uh-huh. Magneto from the X-Men movies. I mean, he's been in just so much, just yeah. mega famous, right? Yep. And I'm like, I'm kind of like, really? Like, are you se- like, are you serious? So I'm like, all right, fine. So I, I'm, I'm in London. I'm there by myself for a week. Uh, it's a Monday night. I'm like, what the heck, right? So I take the train out. I, I guess they call it the tube out. Um, yep. To, and it's, it's way out. I mean, it is not in downtown London. It is like out in the suburbs somewhere. I get off the train. I'm like the only person on the train. I get off the train. It's like it's like six or seven o'clock at night. I'm the only person at the station. I st- I'm walking. I'm following Google Maps, and I'm like, "There's no way. Like, there's just no way." So I finally find this place. It's called it's called the Grapes. It has apparently been around for I want to say 300 years. Okay. Um, it's this pub. So it's it, pretty and new. It sits, and it, yeah, and it sits on on the river, and I get in there. And okay, sure enough, they're doing trivia. They're gonna do trivia tonight. You know, it's packed. By the way, it's it's. I've never seen a bar this packed before, a pub this packed before. It's packed, and uh, and it, they're gonna do trivia. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But then I hear people ask, like, is is Sir Ian McKellen gonna be here? And the bartender's like, no, 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 he's not gonna be here. So apparently, so I'm in the right place. Apparently, this is a thing. But the bartender's like, no, he's not gonna be here. So I'm like, well, I might as well just hang out in this pub. I got nothing else to do. I'm there by myself. And so I so I had a you gotta have like a, a Guinness or something like that when they were there. So I think I had a Guinness. And then sure enough, you know, at like seven o'clock, Sir Ian McKellen walks up. He's he goes behind the bar and then he actually walks around and he's collecting. Uh, you had you, to play. You had to give like uh, like five pence, I think. And so I ended up teaming up with this with this girl that was there. And she I, I obviously looked very lost and bewildered. And she's like, <laughs> hey, you can just you can just play on my team. 
and and I'll and I'll give the pence. And I was like, cool. So so he so Sir Ian McKellen himself like walks around collecting like the five pence from like everybody uh-huh. to play to play the game and, and to do trivia uh, trivia. And so then we do trivia and you fill it out and he's calling out things. And of course, it's all like UK trivia, like all of it is UK. So like, I know literally nothing. So like, so like me and this random stranger are a team and I know I'm absolutely not helpful in any way whatsoever. Um, but I did get to play trivia hosted by Sir Ian McKellen. We played one round and then afterwards I politely bowed out because I knew that I was a dead weight and I was like, this was amazing, but I'm tired. And so like, I mean, getting, just getting out of the pub because it was so packed at this point, you couldn't even walk. So just yeah. getting out of there was just crazy, but it was an amazing experience, uh, an amazing pub called the greats. If you're in London on a Monday night, you should look it up. It was a, it was a really cool experience. So there you go. There you go. That's now, it. That's the experience. What does that have to do with Patrick Stewart? Well, they're good friends. So oh, McKellen oh. and Patrick Stewart, aren't they, aren't they like, aren't they I like, like I, I, I've seen them on things together and things like oh, okay. that. Like they're, yeah, they're, I didn't know that. like I, I think of them as like a dynamic duo type of type. Really? Of story. Like they're okay. like me and you. They're like, they're <laughs> like, like when people, when when people think of Adam, I want them to think of Sanjay Park, like the more important part of the dynamic duo. There. So it's, it's just like that. <laughs> I, I was just gonna ask, like, which one of us was the, um, uh, you know, the Wonder Twins? Like, which one's the animal person and which one's the water person? Well, I I feel like uh, I've got to be Sir Ian McKellen because I'm closer to being Gandalf with a beard. So like, I feel I like see. that. Yeah, I feel like that gives me that edge. Right so you're there. saying I need to go bald is what you're telling me. Well, I mean, I, you kind of strike me as a as a Jean-Luc Picard type, you know, like you could, I could see you leading a starship, you know, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> you could see me leading a starship. <laughs> that's that's my new aspiration. Now. I, I want to lead a starship. Well, I mean, if you hang around long enough, Elon Musk is uh, determined to go to Mars. I mean, you can probably go, go on the short list. I'm just saying. Yeah. So when it, if somebody asked me, like, what's your 10-year plan? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to lead a starship. I'm going I'm to lead a starship. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So. There you go. All right, brother. Well, uh, okay. this is amazing. I'm going to stop recording now. Same um, here. But that was fantastic. Do, do, do.